0: And the first thing to remember
1: in a crisis is you have to know that God is with you. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Basically, a word
0: of encouragement to some of you, and perhaps many of you, who are dealing with a crisis in your life right now. And if you are one of those that is in the middle of a storm in your life right now, I want you to know that you're in the right place to find answers and to find a peace about your situation. And of course, I don't know what it is. But if there's anything I do know is that the Word of God has its very own crisis crisis management policy that we can follow. And it's just like when a golfer uh, finds his game falling apart. Now, I would have to have a game before it would fall apart. He's taught to go back to the basic fundamentals of how to swing a golf club in order to get back on track. Then we as Christians also need to hold on to a few important things for us to make it through a crisis. And the first thing to remember in a crisis is you have to know that God is with you. Over and over in the Bible, it tells us that wherever we are, God is right there. We're not alone. It may seem like it right now. But we never go through anything by ourselves. The word says, never will I forsake you. Never will I leave you. He's with you. And you have to hold on to that promise and hold on to it during a crisis. And the second thing to remember in a crisis is that God has a specific purpose and a plan for your life. And the storm that you're going through is just a temporary setback toward fulfilling your purpose and his plan. And you're probably not going to understand it while you're going through the storm. You know, when the Apostle Paul ended up a prisoner on a ship that encountered a a terrible storm that went on for weeks, everybody on the ship had given up but Paul. And so how could it... how could it be that Paul could remain so calm and consistent and confident that they would survive? Well, he could because God had told Paul before that his mission was to go to Rome. And Paul wasn't at Rome yet. You see, external forces may interrupt our life, but nothing can change God's plan for us except our acts of disobedience. The word says, for I know The plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. The third thing that we hold on to in a crisis is simply God's promises. You see, God keeps his promises. And he promises to see us through our storms. And oh, your storm may cause some pain. In Paul's case, they had to throw everything they owned overboard and they swam to safety but as God promised they made it God promised Paul and he's promised you will make it too the word says though I walk in the midst of trouble you preserve my life you know I may have told you this story before sometime but they say that eagles can sense a storm before it really breaks and they will go up to a high place and they will wait until the high winds come and then they will fly right into the force of the storm and let the winds lift them up higher and higher until they are above the storm and the air is calm and they can glide for as far as the eye can see you see you can't let your crisis pull you into a depression or a feeling of hopelessness hopelessness today Because you can't let despair have the victory that's meant for your faith. Let me say that again. You can't let despair have the victory that is meant for your faith. Your storm will someday be a testimony of God's grace and goodness in your life. And your storm will surely pass. The word says weeping may remain for a night. But joy will come in the morning Listen to me. You just have to know that God is with you. You have to believe He has a plan for you that includes this storm. And you have to hold on to the promises that the Word provides that will sustain you each and every day. And if you do, you'll be like that eagle that is so beautifully described in the book of Isaiah. It says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow faint.
1: We love it when we feel God's presence. But it's important to understand that God is with us whether we feel his presence or not. Up next, no matter where you are or how you feel, Jesus is always with you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey
0: of faith. Basically, a word of encouragement to some of you, and perhaps many of you, who are dealing with a crisis in your life right now. And if you are one of those that is in the middle of a storm in your life right now, I want you to know that you're in the right place to find answers and to find a peace about your situation. And, of course, I don't know what it is. But if there's anything I do know, is that the Word of God has its very own crisis, crisis management policy that we can follow. And it's just like when a golfer uh, finds his game falling apart. Now, I would have to have a game before it would fall apart. He's taught to go back to the basic fundamentals of how to swing a golf club in order to get back on track. Then we as Christians also need to hold on to a few important things for us to make it through a crisis. And the first thing to remember in a crisis is you have to know that God is with you. Over and over in the Bible, it tells us that wherever we are, God is right there. We're not alone. It may seem like it right now. But we never go through anything by ourselves. The word says, never will I forsake you. Never will I leave you. He's with you. And you have to hold on to that promise and hold on to it during a crisis. And the second thing to remember in a crisis is that God has a specific purpose and a plan for your life. And the storm that you're going through is just a temporary setback toward fulfilling your purpose and his plan. And you're probably not going to understand it while you're going through the storm. You know, when the Apostle Paul ended up a prisoner on a ship that encountered a a terrible storm that went on for weeks, everybody on the ship had given up but Paul. And so how could it... How could it be that Paul could remain so calm and consistent and confident that they would survive? Well, he could because God had told Paul before that his mission was to go to Rome. And Paul wasn't at Rome yet. You see, external forces may interrupt our life, but nothing can change God's plan for us except our acts of disobedience. The word says, For I know The plans that I have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future the third thing that we hold on to in a crisis is simply God's promises you see God keeps his promises and he promises to see us through our storms and oh your storm may cause some pain in Paul's case they had to throw everything they owned overboard and they swam to safety But as God promised, they made it. God promised Paul. And he's promised you will make it too. The word says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You know, I may have told you this story before sometime, but they say that eagles can sense a storm before it really breaks. And they will go up to a high place and they will wait until the high winds come. And then they will fly right into the force of the storm and let the winds lift them up higher and higher until they are above the storm. And the air is calm. And they can glide for as far as the eye can see. You see, you can't let your crisis pull you into a depression or a feeling of hopelessness today. Because you can't let despair have the victory that's meant for your faith. Let me say that again. You can't let despair have the victory that is meant for your faith. Your storm will someday be a testimony of God's grace and goodness in your life. And your storm will surely pass. The word says weeping may remain for a night. But joy will come in the morning Listen to me. You just have to know that God is with you. You have to believe He has a plan for you that includes this storm. And you have to hold on to the promises that the Word provides that will sustain you each and every day. And if you do, you'll be like that eagle that is so beautifully described in the book of Isaiah. It says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow faint.
1: Do you need help right now? God is interested in you and your problems today. Stay tuned to hear how God is here to help you right now with your needs. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright. I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side.
0: If I said to you this morning that the Lord is here, that he's with us, I know you would agree with me. Many of you would say amen. But how many of you know that God really is the God of right now? The word tells us in many ways that God is just that, the God of right now. We know that the word says that God said, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come. We know that he said that, and that is true. But when Moses asked God one time, who do I say you are? God said, you tell them, I am who I am. Did you ever wonder why God said that? You see, God was not going to be labeled like all the false false gods that Moses had seen in his life. I am who I am is God because there's no adequate description of God. There's no one name that does the trick. God only allowed names To be referred to him by his characteristics. Like Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Things like that. So it's interesting to me that God uses this way to describe himself. I am who I am. Which is certainly a present tense. In fact, one of the names that God does allow himself to be known was Jehovah Shammah which means the Lord who is present. Thousands of years later, when Jesus speaks, he uses the same present tense. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the light. So throughout the ages, even though we know God was always before and will always be, When he communicated with people, he wanted us to know he was living in the moment with us. Now, even today, one of the reasons why our worship services are so fulfilling to our spirit is because we are communicating directly to God right now. When we say we feel his presence, it's because he's really here right now. And I'm making this point, exaggerating this point to you this morning about God being the God of right now because I want you to know something. God is as great right now as he's ever been. He's always been great, but he's just as great right now. The word says that he's the same today or yesterday, today, and forever. Forever. So he can be to you and me what he was, to Moses, to David, Joseph, Peter, and Paul. The same God that intervened in their lives, parting the seas, slaying giants. The same God to you who said, I am who I am. You see, God's reach Spans eternity. But he's always been focused on right now. With you and me. Now is the most important moment of your life. Because you can't go back. You can't see ahead. But you can always make a choice right now. You can only do the right thing. Now. You can only ask forgiveness. Now, you can only give up yourself and your resources. Now, what I'm saying is, God is interested in you and your problems today. And when I say we should live in the moment, I'm not saying that we should live impulsively or carelessly. We know God values common sense and wisdom, and he even helps us acquire those qualities. But grasping the fact that God is living in the now with us means that every second of our life is meant to be lived to the fullest in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in fact if you remember this story the Lord once made the point to the disciples that we should be more like little children why do you think that he would say that could it be because kids are so much better at living in the moment And forgetting the hurts of yesterday, having way too much fun to worry about tomorrow. You see, the enemy knows only too well this truth about living in the now with God. One of his favorite weapons is trying to take us out of a now relationship with God. That's why he reminds us of our past. Tries to make us fear our future. But the word says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And because of Christ, our sins have been reconciled and forgotten. And by faith, our future is assured so we can defeat the enemy by reminding him that we're eternally connected to God and we're living each moment of our life with him, for him. And we're going to do it right now. You know, today we want to stay connected with people all the time. We feel the need for constant communication. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, text, Skype. For some reason we feel better when we know this connection is right there at our fingertips, especially with the people that we care about the most. We rush through life so many times not putting the Lord in this loop. The Lord wants to be on our quick dot. He's always been there for us, ready, waiting to get involved in our life. So we always have to remember that when we don't feel connected to God, it's not his fault. That's on us. I heard someone say recently that eternity is a never-ending series of now moments. I'm convinced more than ever that no matter what's going on in our lives today, whatever your trials and troubles, the word that you need to hold on to is simply this one. Today is the day. The Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Would you say that with me? Today is the day the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers?